This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. I'm producer Douglas. How are you, producer Douglas? Not bad at all. (laughs) Change your name? Yeah, just for this one. Just for this one. Well, this time we are sitting down with uh, Dan Vopel, who is uh, one of the community members leading a charge to get an Andy Warhol design onto the roof of the Tacoma Dome, a six-acre piece of art possibly in our future. Let's give a listen and find out uh, if this could happen. All right, we are back uh, for another episode of We Art Tacoma. And my guest today is Dan Vopel, columnist with South Sound Business Magazine. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks for having me, Eric. And, and I will say a longtime friend. We've been in a writer's group. Uh, we were in a writer's group together for, for years. Yeah, that's right. Um, you read some of my early drafts of those novels and yeah, yeah. said, change the ending and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, you've done very well after since those writing sessions and uh, really, really happy with your, yeah. your string of books. Yeah. So um, – Tell me, let's just start big picture. Uh, when did you move to Tacoma, or have you been a native all your life? I grew up in Auburn and then uh, went to PLU and never left. I just uh, hung around <laughs> since then. So, um, gosh, that was like 1979, so yeah. a lot of years. And you, professionally, you've been in media or government in a variety of different capacities, um, back and forth a little bit. Yeah, correct. Jump back and forth between uh, government communications and uh, working at the News Tribune a couple of times. Uh, loved all those careers. Yeah. Um, but yeah. now I'm now I'm writing for South Sound Business and and really enjoying that as well. Right. You put out a um, a, a clarion call, a, a, a call to arms uh, to put the Warhol flower on the Tacoma Dome. How would you explain this to someone who is new to Tacoma and has no idea what we're talking about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's go the, back to 1980. <laughs> yeah, the history runs deep on this one. Um, started with really the construction of the Tacoma Dome and the, or the idea of the construction of the Tacoma Dome. The uh, founders of that concept, uh, a lot of our local athletics community and business community decided that we needed a mini dome of our own. Uh, that Instead was, of the kingdom at the time? Correct. Yeah. yeah, the kingdom opened in about 1976 in Seattle, and uh, Tacoma felt like we needed our own. So they put on a campaign to, to build one. And that led to a lot of questions. First of all was where to put it. Sure. Um, and that was a controversial uh, battle in and of itself. Uh, some people wanted to put it way downtown, tucked in around the businesses. Some oh, wanted it out at Cheney Stadium uh, so that you could get some synergy around the sports teams. Ultimately, though, I think they made the right call for economic and curb appeal uh, purposes. Uh, they actually wiped out a whole neighborhood that was the Hawthorne neighborhood right there next to Interstate 5 and put the dome there, um, which is awesome because that's... <laughs> the visibility a, is Yeah, the huge. visibility right there on that uh, site. I mean, these days you're stuck in traffic sitting there for 15 minutes looking at right. it. Right, But right. Um, lots of people see it there. Yeah. So it's become a, a real icon. But then the second 
step in this whole process with the dome was what are we going to put on it? Right. And that's where uh, more controversy came about. In fact, I read through all of the Tacoma Dome files in the Northwest Room at the public library. Okay. And there were many more words written about the controversy around the artwork on the dome than anything else about the dome. It sparked a controversy, if I recall correctly, uh, because there was going to be neon at one point, as uh, who finally got it, and that sparked a massive controversy about public funding for the arts. Yeah, um, correct. And in fact, the neon then, instead of being on the outside of the dome, ended up on the inside. Right. It was a, a little bit of a token yes. artwork on the inside. So anyone who's been inside the Tacoma Dome can see the two panels. Still there. Yep. yep still there. Uh, lit up for most event, events, not all events, uh, but yes. Right. Uh, those were the same designs that were once proposed to go on the outside of the dome. How fascinating. Yeah, there was... And it was a wonderful idea for Tacoma at the time. You know, we're talking the early 80s. Um, they found three art experts from around the United States. They put out an international call for artists, and they said, hey, send us your concepts. Right. Uh, these experts then uh, picked three concepts that they thought would be good options for the Tacoma Dome. You, you mentioned the neon, the Warhol flower, Andy Warhol right. being at the time alive right. uh, and, a, and a very well-known pop culture artist. Although supposedly a little bit – this is what I've heard. Maybe you can confirm or deny this. At the time, kind of not the legend that he is now. Is that accurate? He – I would say – much like many artists, maybe his legend has grown after he dies. After he passes yes, away, exactly. but he during his lifetime he was yeah. creating some controversial and artworks sure. that were Absolutely. highly talked about. I, I think at that particular time, I'd heard he was not in repute or favor as as he is now. Correct. And then the third of the third one was, of course, the one that's there now. No, the third oh. one actually was a a design that looked like constellations in the sky. Oh, that's cool. So it, imagine a a. Like an inside-out planetarium? <laughs> Correct. Yes, an, an inverse uh, inverse planetarium so that it, w it was a dark black background with these white outlines of constellations. That would have been really hard to keep clean, I would imagine. That would have been that, – yes, that would have been tough. But ultimately then um, they chose uh, the neon as the artwork they wanted on the exterior of the dome. And that a battle ensued over that, and and what really put the end to that discussion was the the construction company, the owner of the construction company, Jimmy Zarelli, uh, said, "Hey, you you drill holes in my roof to put that neon in there, and I'm not going to guarantee it won't leak." And oh, interesting. So, and so that really shut down. Um, so, that, that so talk. was the neon going to be on the design that's there currently, which kind of looks like Matt Rainier? No, it would not oh. have been. Okay, it would not have been. What we ended up with on the Tacoma Dome, people are familiar with, kind of the blue triangles. Yeah, that was a conceptual drawing that one of the architects of the do original dome plan just put on to give it some color as part of the sales pitch for the Tacoma Dome. Interesting. It was never intended to be what the exterior of the dome would actually look like. But because there was so much controversy, people just fell back to what they thought was What's safe. on the picture already. Yes. It isn't. I mean, I, I like the design generally. It's supposed, My understanding is it's supposed to mirror uh, Matt Rainier 
or something like that. The the, the coloration follows the, the mountain. Doug, producer Doug, is shaking his head. And <laughs> I, I think someone made up that explanation okay. after the after fact. fact. Uh, so I. I think if you go take a really close up look at the Tacoma Dome now, you'll you'll just see so you can see the grit and grime in the seams. And you got to take a close up look uh, when you were a columnist with the Tribune, didn't you? Do I recall that correctly? Um, I I took a couple of close up yeah. looks at the dome when I was a columnist at the News Tribune. Yeah. Uh, because this issue of uh, a dirty dome roof right. and how that reflects on our city. Right has been an ongoing topic. Mm-hmm. They cannot keep that dome roof clean. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, they first discovered how easy it is to get dirty on that dome roof just three months after it opened. Well, the theory was like it was, snow was supposed to clean it or something like that, uh, which always made me laugh. There, there was a theory that, you know, if we get enough snowfall on there, it'll just adhere to the dirt, and then when the snow melts, it'll just take the dirt with it. Uh-huh. Uh, no. <laughs> that didn't work. You, you will appreciate this. So in 2003, my job was to do marketing for the Convention and Visitor Bureau, and I had uh, noticed that the dome was very dirty, and I worked with my boss, and we kind of started making some noise, like, let's get this clean before these uh, travel writers, the whole Western chapter of the Travel Writers of America, were going to come to Tacoma. And um, but they they eventually decided to do it, but they couldn't get it done in time, so they just cleaned the half that faced downtown for all of the photos. I mean, they eventually got to the rest of it, but uh-huh. they started on the for a while. It was just half done. <laughs> I I remember that very well. That's when I was at the Tribune and writing about uh, the dome's roof. In fact, oh my goodness, the uh, previous dome director Mike Combs and I talked at length about what options were available to him, and he. He went down to Las Vegas and looked at this cleaning system that they had where they were going to – similar to, for some other buildings they had there where you you take like a riding lawnmower yeah. and outfit it with brushes. Okay. And then you drive it around. On Man, the, these are so great. I love On the this. roof. Um, he had some <laughs> – Tethered or something I would tethered, assume. Yes, yes. Yes, tethered because the slope's a little <laughs> right. too steep. Um, then they had um, a giant windshield wa- wiper. It was a concept that they were pursuing with an engineering company. Oh man! That would just kind of wipe back and forth and wipe the dirt off. I love this. This is so uh, good. Then they they looked at a um, paint company out of France uh-huh. that made this. They called it lotus paint, and it was supposed to mirror the effect of a lotus leaf that is so slick that water just runs right off of it. Okay, and. And that was supposed to repel the dirt and any rain and that the, came sure. which would wash off. That's when I got an up-close look and they put some of that paint in a test patch on the roof and it didn't work. Of course. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to one of those designs. The Warhol f- was, was proposed. What is that design? So imagine you're on Google Earth and you've you've – managed to get yourself over the top of the Tacoma Dome, yep. you would see one giant daisy-like flower over the entire six-acre surface of the Tacoma Dome. Six acres, wow. Yeah. Now, in his proposal, he sent a couple of options. One was a kind of a purple shades yep. of daisy. One was an orange and, and yellow. yellow. Um, I'm not, not going to quibble over which color, but I, I have a... I like, orange I, like, and I like orange and yellow because it stands out, yeah. and I think that would it, it says brightness to me, and mm-hmm. I think that would be great for Tacoma. Uh, 
so he that was his his proposal, and um, it, it wasn't selected as as the one to go on at the time. Right. But it seems like there are a lot of things happening in the art world in Tacoma right now. Um, a lot of um, support for the arts uh, growing and greater than ever before. And now seems like the the right time to recapture what we should have had in the beginning. We, we passed Tacoma Creates overwhelmingly in every precinct of the city. I think it passed. It did. We we really like our arts yes. in Tacoma. And this would be, if I understand correctly, the largest war hall in existence it, it at would six be. acres. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, it would be the largest war hall installation in the world. And can you imagine how many people from around the world would want to come to Tacoma to see this? It's, it would be a phenomena. Um, you think the Tacoma Dome is an iconic image now. Uh, just think how many more images will be spread around the world about Tacoma. Yeah. And you mentioned Tacoma Creates. That was a, a proposal that was on the ballot last November. It got 60, better than 67% of the vote. That's stunning that people here would vote to tax themselves yep. to promote the arts, especially to underserved communities and get kids more exposed to, to the arts. Um, that says something about not only the people that live here, but about our arts leadership. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. And that is the main reason that I I brought this idea back in front of our community. Because if we have that kind of momentum around the arts, we should be able to get this done. I think that that is a really good place to take a sponsor break. And when we come back, we will find out uh, what the hurdles are and uh, what people can do to support it. Stick around. Hi, this is Candice Rude, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, Citizen Tacoma. As you know, before taking over Citizen Tacoma, I was a reporter in Tacoma and also New York. This is going to sound a little crazy, but in 2011, I was frantically running through the JFK airport in New York, trying to chase down a French politician for an interview, when an earthquake struck. Everyone started freaking out. Felt like a scene from a movie. When I moved to Washington, I decided to get serious about earthquake preparedness. That's why I'll be participating in the Great Washington Shakeout, scheduled for October 17th at 10.17 a.m. Everyone in the state is encouraged to take a minute to drop, cover, and hold on, just like you would in a real earthquake. This isn't just for kids in schools, though they'll be participating too. We all need to build muscle memory and practice to make sure you don't run out the door and get hit by falling debris in the next big earthquake. So do it for real with the Great Washington Shakeout. Get down on the floor and hold on. Then do one more thing. Get that out-of-state relative or friend to be an out-of-area contact you can text in an emergency or work on your emergency kit. Again, ShakeOut is scheduled for 10.17 a.m. on October 17th. Got that? 10.17 on 10.17? Easy to remember. You can learn more at shakeout.org Washington. Use hashtag ShakeOut on social media to post ShakeOut selfies after. Thanks to the Great Washington ShakeOut for sponsoring this episode of Channel 253. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsor and thank you to our members who are supporting this podcast. Channel 253 uh, gets support not only from the advertisers but from the listeners in the community who like this podcast, who like Nerd Farmer and Interchangeable White Ladies and the new podcast, What Say You, and all of the other podcasts in the network. 
You can go to channel253.com to see more of the podcasts where it turns out actually our logo is the top of the Tacoma Dome. I'm just realizing now that uh, we have uh, – we we might have to change it if we can make this work. But (laughs) channel253.com slash membership um, to support what we're doing. $4 a month or $40 a year. Okay, back to Dan. Dan, uh, why hasn't this happened yet in your opinion? That's a great question. I think we have had some periods of time in Tacoma's history, the last 40 years of Tacoma's history, where the arts have become popular. I mean, you think about the Chihuly Museum and and the Bridge of Glass and all that's meant, uh, the Museum of Glass, all that's meant to Tacoma. Uh, That was definitely a a peak point. Um, We've had other museums open, the New Children's Museum, New Tacoma Art Museum, New LeMay Museum. All of these things, I think, created their own universe of discussion that um, in and of themselves were fantastic and and needed to happen. But I think we're in a point now, especially with Tacoma Creates passing, that to me, that's that's more of a community-wide momentum and feeling about the arts than about a a single uh, new structure. And I think that's where where we can build on that. And that's why the timing is good. We've, we've had the idea of this Warhol flower on the dome come up t- a few times over yeah. the last maybe 10 years. And it's generated thousands of, of people who would step forward to support the concept. I think the, the, the real hurdle at this point is that uh, the, while the city of Tacoma and some of the elected officials have been very outspoken in favor of the concept. They haven't been very favorable about the city paying for it. Why? So, so don't we have to pay for the to maintain what's on there? Does it take necessarily that much to change it out, or is it actually a big deal from from the work that you've done researching it? Yeah, the between the uh, city's arts commission and the um, the the dome management, their estimates are that to change out the roof for the Warhol flower would be about a $5 million project. That is a lot of money. That's I mean, a, you know, that is a lot of granted, money. Granted, yes. And to clean the dome, they're estimating it's about $150,000. So every time they clean it, it's 150000 That's correct. But to totally replace the art, $5 million roughly. Roughly. So uh, what, there's, what they've said is you know, if you if there's a community campaign that wants to privately or publicly raise donations of $5 million, then great, we're, we'd be good to go. So that's where what we're trying to do at this point is, is we're trying to jumpstart that campaign with a, a very modest but important GoFundMe campaign okay. uh, to try and raise some seed money that can then be used by the arts leadership in our community to to get a larger campaign going. Okay. Uh, who who else is uh, on board with this? Who's uh, enthusiastic? Well, we've had a couple of other community activists, uh, local arts uh, folks who have um, been involved in the past, um, Eric Bjornsson and um, Lance Kagey. Yep. Um, a beautiful angle and beautiful rotator angle. creative. Well, yeah. Yep. Um, who have been advocating for this for some time and have, uh, are still on the bandwagon, uh, still advocating, uh, trying to do all they can. There's a Facebook group out um, cool. uh, in support of the concept. Uh, people can go there, comment, um, and and join in, uh, become 
become followers of that page to help yeah. show their support as well. Well, I was looking at the GoFundMe page, and uh, I think one of the most recent donations that I saw was uh, from Bill Evans. And there could be many Bill Evanses, but I'm going to guess that's probably the Bill Evans of uh, the Pacific Northwest Shop in Proctor, former council member. So lots yes. of support. Yes. Uh, I, got a, I got a note from Bill uh, thanking me for bringing this back into the civic consciousness. Um, he's been a longtime supporter of the concept, uh, a big patron of the art and supporter of the yep. arts in Tacoma. So um, I, was, I was glad to see he um, joined in as well. It seems like it would be, it would be, I don't know, it would be great if we could figure out a way for the city to find a, a, a funding mechanism that's not just uh, the people raising their own money. But it seems like that the, there, there could be something out there because um, I think that in terms of the visual distinctiveness of Tacoma, I mean, when you see the rendering of what it might look like, um, it's just a, it's just changes the skyline, even though you're not actually really changing any buildings. It's just it's a whole different picture of Tacoma. It's very powerful. I think the city could uh, find grants um, and even chip in some some civic money because the, they're paying now uh, every time they want to clean it uh, at least $150,000. You know, with the new design, if, if someone gets a chance to see what that looks like, it's hard to do on a podcast. Right. But, um, we'll, we'll put the image in the, uh, in the show notes. But imagine you're looking down on a flower, on a daisy, and you know how many petals a daisy has on it. Every, every uh, side of one of those petals in the Warhol design could be a seam in um, – the application of the flower. Okay. So while right now the design on the dome shows all kinds of dirt because of how it's designed, the, if you the, if you cut the seams on the Warhol flower where the petals are, okay, you can hide the the dirt. It won't it won't show as much as it would in the current design. So I think there could be some savings long term in the in the cleaning process. Yeah. Uh, that could they could contribute at the city level. So there's there's one there's one hurdle identified, which is figuring out where the money is. Are there any other hurdles? Do we have to to pay the estate of Andy Warhol, or is this ours to do with? Is if we could get the money, could we do it? Well, I I don't know what the terms of the original contract were. Um, that that part I'm not I'm not sure of. But I do know um, it was told to me by. Um, uh, somewhat another researcher in this project, that uh, before he passed away, Andy Warhol made a personal note in his files that he was still supportive of the idea of his flower going on the Tacoma Dome uh, years after yeah. um, it was it was rejected initially. So um, we know that there's a, a will there. I I have heard the last time that this came up, as we said, I don't know, maybe ten years ago or when you know whenever it was. Um, that the city of Tacoma thought that it would not be that diff- uh, contractually, that it wouldn't be that difficult, that maybe even once he submitted it, it became ours or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. that um, I do not think that's an obstacle. Yeah. Um, it's really the cost that's the obstacle. We, ha- we do have the supportive um, city staff and elected officials, so we're, you know, we're, we're at a good spot. We're, we're really at a good spot. Yeah. 
So uh, in terms of links, where would, where would you tell people? Uh, you said Facebook. There's a Facebook group. And then how could they find the GoFundMe? Yeah. So if you go to South Sound Business Magazine online, uh, um, you'll see um, in the opinion section, that's where my uh, story about this uh, concept is. And there's a link right in that story to the GoFundMe page. You know, um, we set the GoFundMe um, goal at $10,000. I think at, by the time we're recording here, we're around twenty. Um, I'm not as concerned about the, reaching the total amount as I am about the number of people who contribute. Mm. I, I think it'll say more to the arts leadership in our community and to our elected officials um, how many people voice their support for this concept. Um, and that's really what we're shooting for. Yeah. Well, I think it's worth remembering that um, these things work. I mean, you know, you go back to 2013 and it was a uh, – uh, a lark, not a lark. That's the wrong. It was. It was just a a, a whim. Nah, well, I keep discounting it. That's not right. <laughs> it, it was like just in my head that like we need to remember Frank Herbert in Tacoma, and I wrote an article, and then there were Facebook groups that sprang up, and suddenly what had started as a column, if you will, at the time in Post Defiance, um, became something real and tangible, and now we have Dune Peninsula. And of course, for you, um, there's a similar story with uh, an article you wrote about saving the Elks Temple. Um, and uh, that started as a, wouldn't it be great if we could save the Elks Temple? And you called McMinimins, and look what happened. Yeah, it's amazing. We have a, a wonderful city. Um, and when something resonates with the people in this town, yeah. they get behind it and and look what's happened. You're right. Yeah. That that Dune Peninsula is phenomenal. It's, I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, and of course, I love the McMenamins too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we these things can work. These they can. We just need people to jump on the bandwagon and show their support. Okay. Well, I will put some links uh, to uh, the Facebook group and your column, um, as well as the uh, the 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 rendering, I guess, if you will, of what the what the flower would look like. On the dome. Fun fact: uh, My wife designed that. Actually, really, uh, she was hired back in the day. They were like, "Could you, could you just show us what this would look like?" And she used her Photoshop skills and made it work. Oh, so, well, credit to Mary Holstey for that. Absolutely, <laughs> that, that, that's great work. Otherwise, people wouldn't have as good a time uh, figuring it out. You know, really picturing it. Yeah, so. she did a great job. Yeah. It's yeah, it looks like it's really there. It looks like it's really there. Okay, <laughs> let's make it so. Thank you, Dan, for being on the podcast. Thanks, Eric. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.